listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Coming to you from the Windy City Slam Studios in the southwest suburbs of Chicago, this is Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on in everyone, Mike Pankow here, the founder and editor of WindyCitySlam.com and the host of Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on in to episode number 184. We're going to recap a fun and festive second wrestling outdoor show where Missa Kate became the number one contender to the second wrestling championship and two Windy City Slam favorites squared off in the main event. Plus, we'll talk POW Entertainment, CSW, among other local promotions. And we welcome, for the first time, a young guy on the rise. Coming from Steve Boz's wrestling school, he has history with Alpha Zeta Zeta, and you've seen him in Chicago Style Wrestling, Northland Pro, and Janesville Wrestling Alliance, among other places. He's Michael Vice Grip Gonzalez. And catch all that right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. Stay tuned. Wrestling fans often talk about psychology in the squared circle. But what about your individual psychology and mental health? The counselors at True Heights Treatment offer in-person or virtual appointments. To learn more, go to www.trueheights T x.com or give them a call at 708-248-7039. My name is Storm Grayson. I'm your freelance wrestling world champion and you're listening to the Windy City Slam podcast. All right, welcome back to Windy City Slam podcast and that was Storm Grayson, your freelance world champion. He also played a big role in this past weekend's second wrestling show, and we'll get to that in just a minute. First, we're going to talk about Power Entertainment's Beach Bash from this past Friday night, August the 11th. It was at the Lakemore Fest in Lakemore, and the quick results are as follows. We have Kazile defeating Axel Abrayo, Logan Steele defeats Meathooks O'Bannon, Xavier DeFaust defeats Chucks Deluxe in a match that was built over at the Pow Pride Show, You Better Work, just a couple of months back. And that match took place, and Xavier DeFaust gets the win. And then we had Tyler Sullivan defeating psychotic Jimmy Blaze. And in his first defense of the POW Heavyweight Championship, Moondog Murray defeats Tommy McCobb to retain the title. And then in a six-man tag team match, we had Paulie Tomaselli, Meadux O'Bannon, and Jimmy Blaze defeating Jason Dukes, Logan Steele, and Tyler Sullivan when Paulie Tomaselli pinned Logan Steele. And then, this past Sunday, August the 13th, Second Wrestling presented Half Nelson Full Force at Buffalo Creek Brewing in Long Grove. I was over at ringside covering the action, and to open up the show, we had a triple threat match with Laney Luck coming out on top over Tootie Lynn and Heather Monroe when Laney Luck pinned Heather Monroe following a modified Death Valley driver. And then, yours rudely, Trevor Outlaw, comes out to diss Half Nelson Beer, and then Storm Grayson comes out to chase him off. And following that, a match was made for the main event between Trevor Outlaw and Storm Grayson. 
Next match, we had Jackson Stampede Larkin with the King of Clubs, Jason Midas, in his corner, defeating the debuting Sword of Incredible Iverson via referee stoppage following a massive spear and then a beatdown. And Jackson Stampede Larkin just looks like the most dominating force in second wrestling right now, and he's in an absolute role. And then we had a triple threat match with a couple of young guys, and Akira Gonzalez X comes out on top, defeating Ares Creed and David Ali, when Gonzalez X pins Creed to steal the victory away from David Ali, who had just hit a flying elbow on Creed. Heather Reckless knocks off Maggie Lee via a submission with an armbar, and this was a really fun match. The young, lanky Maggie Lee celebrating her first anniversary as a professional wrestler in a battle of the Black and Brave graduates. Maggie Lee was great as a heel here. She's really, really building up her resume, and Heather Reckless pulls off the impressive victory here. And then we had the six-man tag, one of the matches I was really looking forward to at this show, the premiere of Campbell Myers and S.K. Bishop, along with Raheem De La Suede. They defeat Pick and Pop of Darius Luttrell and Coda Hernandez, and the punk rock prince Jordan Cross, when Bishop pins Cross following the premier's double-team finishing move. And then for the number one contender for the second wrestling championship, the NWA World Women's Tag Team Co-Champion, Chicago sweetheart Missa Kate pins Shaza McKenzie with Jason Midas after Missa Kate hit Shaza with Midas's fan while the referee was temporarily knocked down. And this was a crazy match. It included Shaza chasing Missa through the boot camp area behind the bar. And then Shaza drags Midas to the dressing room after the match. And Shaza was disappointed in the fact that Midas' interference and that fan backfired. And now Missa Kate will face second wrestling champion Eric Cannon on October the 15th in Wheeling as part of second wrestling's next show, Technicolor Dream Wars. And in the main event, Storm Grayson pinned Trevor Outlaw after a sit-out powerbomb onto rocks in the middle of the ring. Now, a little background on this. The ringside area was outside the brewery, where the ground was basically small rocks and pebbles, and the ring was built on top of that. And the rocks came into play a couple of times during the match as Trevor, with a dirty move midway through the match, threw the rocks in Storm's face to try to get a quick and easy pin on him, which it did not happen. But later on, Storm picked up a handful of rocks and poured them out kind of like you would see with like thumbtacks or glass in a hardcore type match and then he delivered the power bomb to Trevor to get the three count and then after the match Storm Grayson double fisted the half Nelsons and even poured some beer onto Trevor excellent show once again by second wrestling and special thanks to Rabbi Jeremy Fine for the access and, and everything else and the great card that was presented it was a little disappointing, you know, card subject to change. Sometimes you get guys who can't make the show for whatever reason, and, and that does happen in professional wrestling. Mile High Magnum, Dak Draper couldn't make it out. Uh, Pretty Empowered couldn't make it out. But Rabbi always has people on call, and you got the surprises like Trevor Outlaw. You got the surprises like David Ali and Heather Monroe. So it was still a star-studded card and an excellent show once again by Second Wrestling. Definitely highly recommend their shows. And then, upcoming this week, Friday night, August the 18th, Chicago Style Wrestling presents Extreme Intentions at the American Legion in Franklin Park, bell time 7.30. You can catch it on IWTV.live if you can't get a ticket. And 
This show features stars such as Tommy Dreamer, Warhorse, and the CSW return of Missa Kate. Matches announced so far, we have the CSW Heavyweight Championship as Conan Lycan of the Hate Keepers defends against All Day, Marche Rocket. CSW Tag Team Championship, we have Big Mood of Mateo Valentine and Jack Moody defending their titles against Team Sexy of Jax Johnson and The Ryan Matthews. Shane Hollister of the Hate Keepers takes on Warhorse, and in a terrific tag team match, we have Tommy Dreamer and superstar Steve Boz teaming up against CSW Metro Division champion Iniestra and Eric Schultz. And in a Ring of Destiny qualifying match, Hades X1X faces Mario Pardua. And we're going to see what TJ Steele does now that he has the power in CSW. Stay tuned for all that. And then also Saturday, August the 19th, we have Midwest Championship Wrestling, Alfano Slam at Alfano's Pizzeria in Ottawa. Also Saturday night, August the 19th, Power Entertainment with their third consecutive weekend show. They present Rumble in the Harbor at the Schlatter Rec Center in Winthrop Harbor. And for the POW Championship, Moondog Murray defends against Joey Mayberry with Jillian. And then in a match to determine an entry in the eight-man tournament on September the 2nd in Fox Lake, Silas Young faces GQ. And then there will be an over-the-top rope battle royal to determine the new POW Midwest champion. If you recall, a couple weeks ago, that title got held up and vacated after some events and your previous champion was It's Your Boy, Mason Perks. And we'll see if he can regain that title this Saturday. And then for the POW Tag Team Championship, we have the Irish POW Army of Medix O'Bannon and Kevin O'Reilly defending against Modern Decay of Kazile and Tommy McCobb. And in another tag team match, we have the Revolution of Psychotic Jimmy Blaze and Eric Freedom. And this may be one of the last times you get to see both those guys teaming up together. And they're taking on Style and Shane Eaton and Jay Scott. Trog the Caveman faces Mass Marauder, and Chuck's Deluxe takes on Acid Jazz with Chris Hedford in his corner. Also Saturday night, August the 19th, we have Squared Circle Megastars Mega Games at the Berwyn Eagles Club. Bell time is 7 o'clock, and it features a 40-man Mega Rumble match, and this is going to be crazy. And then for your SCM Championship, the Cobra defends against Prince Ahmed. Tag Team Action sees 1,000 horsepower taking on Bear Kingdom. In a one-on-one match, we have Blake Banks versus Shaq Jordan. And for the number one contendership for the Squared Circle Megastars Mega Championship, the Mayan Mahler Drew Hernandez takes on the Macabre B.O.W. Also Saturday night, August the 19th, Bruce City Wrestling presents Summer Sizzler at the Waukesha Elks Lodge in Waukesha. And Sunday is going to be an action-packed day in the region as well. Starting up at ICW Milwaukee's doubleheader, they have a show at 1.30. And then the main event for ICW will be the Insane 8. And that will be at the Waukesha Elks Lodge in Waukesha. And the first round matches in the annual Deathmatch Tournament are as follows. Orin Vite takes on Filth King Brubaker. Neil Diamond Cutter takes on Remington Rior. GQ takes on Eric Dillinger, and finally, Dr. Redacted takes on Mickey Knuckles, and then we'll have Swoggles Hardcore Open Challenge. Now, that should be interesting. And then Sunday, August the 20th as well, 
back over in Illinois, we have the Immortal Lucha Libre promotion presenting Inferno Glory at the Bruin Eagles Club. And Sunday evening, Promociones Azteca and Gali Lucha Libre team up again for Rancho Azteca in Winnebago. Alright, coming up in moments, we welcome CSW trainee and up-and-coming superstar, Michael Vice Grip Gonzalez. Stay tuned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your boy, Mason Perks, and you're listening to Windy City Slam, baby. The best podcast the shy has to offer on professional wrestling. So turn it up, turn up. It's your boy, Mason Perks, and you're listening to Windy City Slam Podcast. Yeah. Want to get more customers for your business? Promoters, do you want more exposure for your upcoming event? Windy City Slam Podcast can be your tag team partner. Advertise with Windy City Slam and reach wrestling fans in the Chicagoland area and in the Midwest. Message us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or email MikePankow at WindyCitySlam.com. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-N-K-O-W at WindyCitySlam.com. SSW Tag Team Champion, the Punk Rock Prince, Jordan Cross here, live at the Brassop in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And you are checking out my best friends over at Windy City Slam Podcast. Mike Pankow, you are the man. Make sure to subscribe, like, follow, share, and everything else. And you can follow me at The Jordan Cross. I am the Punk Rock Prince. Thank you. All right, back here on Windy City Slam podcast this week, and I am very excited to welcome for the very first time, he's a young guy on the rise, coming from Steve Boz's wrestling school. He has history with Alpha Zeta Zeta, and you've seen him in Chicago-style wrestling, Northland Pro, and Janesville Wrestling Alliance, among other places. Ladies and gentlemen, here we have Michael Vice Grip Gonzalez. Gonzo, welcome to the show. What's up, brother? How you doing? Good, great. Yeah, so Vice Grip, is that in tribute to your mentor, Ice Pick, Vic Capri? Yeah, it is. I remembered, because um, when I got into wrestling, well, when I was 15 years old, I would go to SSW shows a lot, and that's where I thought Vic was from. But I just remembered seeing him, and he was so intense and shit. And uh, yeah, but because uh, uh, when I got into wrestling, I got compared to him by Boz. I was like, oh, really? Oh, thank you so much. But then, yeah, and then, like, just, you know, everybody does it. They have a sketch pad or brainstorm ideas of what character they want to be. And I didn't really have a character, but I just thought about Vice Grip. I was like, oh, yeah. Then I texted Vic. I'm like, hey, is it all right if I could use Vice Grip, you know, because it's kind of play on words. He's like, go for it. But, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Really, really cool that you have that nickname. And uh, Vic Capri is a, a guy to really um, kind of model yourself after if you're a professional wrestler coming up in this business. Dude, like – I kid you not, like, Vic's, everybody says it about Vic. Vic puts the pro in professional wrestling. He does. He's one of the best. Yeah, he's an amazing wrestler and a great guy as well. And he yes. genuinely cares for the young talent in this business. And when, mm-hmm. he was, when he was injured last fall, I gained early entry into a CSW show last September, and I saw him coaching up Shelly. Sierra, Heather Reckless, and Sky Blue before that show, and they had that four-way match, which was really, really good. And he seems to have taken you and Shelly Benson under his wing. Hmm. 
Yeah, no, like, because it's kind of misconstrued, but Shelly was the first one to ever get trained by him, you know, because Shelly just asked for his help, and he came in with open arms, and then I got invited to it, and then I've learned so much from him, you know, and yeah, he comes off as this cold dude, as you see as his profile pictures, but as soon as you meet him, he's one of the most loving and caring dudes out there, and like, he genuinely cares about people. Not just in professional wrestling, but genuinely cares about how they're doing, just mentally, physically, spiritually. He cares about that, you know. And that's why I will forever be grateful for him. No, the first couple of times I met Vic in person, I'm like, yeah, he's this big bad dude. Yeah, he's got this stone face on it. But you start striking up a conversation with him, he's just a regular, normal guy. It's really amazing. Yeah. No, like, it, like it's just crazy to to just think about that because I remember going to SSW shows when I was fifteen, and I remember I remember one show he faced Cole Cabana, and it was just two polar opposite people. You got Cole Cabana just being all lovey, you know, funny, and then Vic, you know, and like just fast forward till now, we're going to baseball games, you know, at uh the Impact Field, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we went there, and a bunch of fans recognized him. And he took time to talk with all of them, which was, you know, just good. With Yeah. So what is it like training with the CSW crew at Boz's school, and what is a typical day like over there? Typical day is a lot of laughter, I should say. It's, it's, it's a family there. And anytime you're feeling down, you know, or – just whatever you get to go over there and just get your mind off of it. And there's so many characters in there, not just gimmicks, but just genuine people that are just so hilarious and genuine, you know, but the training is really good. I love it a lot. It, it got me to be a really good wrestler, you know, so I'm thankful for them. It's quite the amazing group of people, just the uh, yes. chemistry and the camaraderie over at CSW's mm -hmm. training school and in CSW, the promotion as well. It's just amazing. Yeah, no, I love it. And like, I, I'm just really happy for it. Cause yeah, you could go to different schools and all that, but like, this is a bond. It feels like it's genuine. And like, if you mess up on something, like people will help you, you know, it's not Snickers just like, Oh, huh. Oh, yeah, he messed that up. No, people genuinely want to help you succeed and help you grow. I think that's what wrestling is, you know, helping everybody. And you work specifically at times with Vic. Uh, judging by his passion and in-ring style, I assume he doesn't take it easy on you? Oh, no. Uh-uh. Especially for Shelly, too. He doesn't. No. But, uh, yeah, he helped me and Shelly just come out as just more intensity, you know? and the right timing, the right places. But yeah, no, I love his training a lot. And I have actually seen that with Shelly over the past year or so. Uh, the first couple of matches I saw her, you know, kind of, you know, she was there, she was doing her thing. But the yeah. last couple of matches I saw her, real intense. Yeah, he she threw this clothesline on Miss Kate, which was like, wow, where did this fire come from? Yeah, it was at the at the All Heel show, I believe. Yes. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I remember that, and it's, it's just really amazing to see that, you know, because me and Shelly, we started out at the same time, you know, and everybody just picks up wrestling a, a little bit differently, you know, and Vic really helped her out, like, a lot, just with the intensity and her 
bringing 90s wrestling because that's what I love and that's what she loves, you know, mm -hmm. and just making it look real as possible, you know, and that's what Shelly's doing, which I love a lot. And Vic helped me uh, help me a lot doing that. You talk about 90s wrestling. So was that the era that you really study a lot? Yeah, that's uh, the one era I study a lot. And um, yeah, I love Bret Hart and uh, the, the Hart family in general. You, you can see it in my gear. I got the own Hart-inspired gear. Mm -hmm. But that's the era I love because it's characters, but it's also like meat and potatoes wrestling. Yeah, they could do the high-flying moves and all that, but as fans... I think they could relate more to like pain and struggle, you know, and I think that's what it showed in nineties professional wrestling. Absolutely. And that Owen Hart, uh, enough is enough. It's time for a change. Inspired gear is awesome. Yes. Whoever made that for you. Uh, kudos to them. Oh yeah. No, E Lucha did. <laughs> I just sent them the, uh, the, the paperwork. I'm like, I want this gear, but just change the, uh, if you could change the letter, you know, and they did. That's so awesome. yeah. So what's the best advice you've received from Vic so far? From Vic, it's the biggest thing I've learned is because there's a lot of professional wrestlers that would like to take advantage of people, you know, and whether it's hitting them hard or really unnecessarily. And it's like, if they do it to you, give it back to them to show them that like, hey, you can hit me, but you minus, but you should be able to take one back, you know? Not saying I'm going to stiff someone, but, like, if they keep on or they try to take advantage, you know. But it just in life in general, too, because I remember I had a terrible concussion last fall. And Vic was there for me, along with Shelly, just constantly texting me, checking up on me. And then because we all ponder about, like, quitting a profession, you know. Not saying I was going to quit wrestling, but I wanted to take a break. And Vic was like, listen, wrestling can come second. Your health matters most, you know. But, like. Professional wrestling is your love. So, yeah, that's some of the advice he gave me. You recently had knee surgery, and you're finally returning to action over the last few weeks. Uh, you tore your meniscus last June and worked through it for quite a while. So what was that experience like rehabbing from a wrestling injury? Yeah, because I tore it, yeah, last June. And I guess I just had the fear of missing out because, like, damn, I'm going to be out for how long? And I'm going to miss wrestling, you know? And I just did it to the wheels, kind of fell off. Like I wrestled up, uh, I wrestled on it until March of this year. Mm -hmm. And it got to the point where I couldn't run on it. I couldn't jump on it. And it got really bad. And then I, because I did the SSW show. Yep. I just felt like I embarrassed myself out there. Yeah, yeah just for me wise, mm -hmm. like, like I shouldn't have been out there. And I just felt like I embarrassed myself because like I was just in a real bad mental state you know just like damn i don't care about wrestling anymore this all that and then my knees hurting me a lot and yeah yeah but i'm in a better headspace i'm just happy i finally got the surgery and yeah recovery has been fantastic it's been great and i had surgery on the 2nd of june and then i started having practice matches june 30th so yeah but now i'm back now you were back sooner than derrick rose was years ago <laughs> yeah no, like I got Derek, man. It, it just amazes me because I think Zach Levine he tore his meniscus while playing for it, or not his meniscus, his ACL, mm -hmm. and he came back like a year later, and he looked fine, you know. But yeah, 
A salute to Derrick Rose, though. You know, yeah. <laughs> well, some some people's bodies uh, are different than others, and how uh, yeah. they recover from things and all that. So I don't mm -hmm. want to rip on Derrick Rose, but it was a running oh. joke, like maybe ten years ago, when he had kept getting no. injured, and everybody's like, "Oh, this guy's back before Derrick Rose, and that guy's back before yeah. Derrick Rose." No, I, I remember because he came back, and then I think he tore his meniscus again yes. when he came back, mm -hmm. and like he, he had time to uh, to play in the playoffs, but he just opted not to, I believe. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that pissed off a lot of people, you know. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm happy for him, you know. <laughs> You're probably more of an NFL fan, right? Because I notice you do a lot of Chiefs posts on your personal face. Yeah, mm, I I love them, dude. Like, um, because I get a lot of flack because I've been a fan since 2014. Um, Primo, I get a lot, yeah, I get a lot of flack now because everybody's like, "Oh, you just like them because they're winning." Now, like, no, I've been liking them. But yeah, I two years ago before I got into wrestling, I would go out to Kansas City like almost every game day if possible. And yeah, I did a number on my car, but mm -hmm. the memories out there, you know, just I love the team. And then I went to Arizona this year and the people in Arizona are super nice out there. The Eagles fans, not so really, you know. <laughs> but uh, crazy. Yep. Yeah, no, the, yeah, they were all throughout the week cuz I think I stood like a week out there for, until the game. They were just talking just so much, just talking, talking. And, yeah, we won it, and we got the upper hand on them. <laughs> so so yeah. that's a cool experience to be able to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, 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 it was. Like, um, because I remember, I have a funny story. I um, I would rent out, because I didn't have a car, uh, obviously, in Arizona. So I would rent out the scooters, you know, like Lyft scooters or Uber scooters. Okay. And Arizona's so packed like it is, because you got people from Los Angeles. You got people from... um. Just all, just this whole state of California, the Nevada, because they're all flocking over to Arizona. But I'm just riding my scooter, right? And, like, it's so packed out there. You got to say excuse me and all that. And this is the day after the Super Bowl, so I'm feeling all good. You know, I got all my Chiefs stuff on. And I see a group of people wearing all black. And I'm driving the scooter, and I beep. Hey, excuse me, excuse me, right? Mm -hmm. They turn around, all Eagle stuff. Oh. And, they, and they look at me all pissed off, but sad. And I'm just driving on my scooter like, okay, let's go. <laughs> so, yeah, that was my memory of it. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Crazy stuff. You got a nice victory during the CSW pre-show Futures Battle Royale last month. And then that's kind of like a rite of passage for younger talents that start getting higher and higher on the card as time goes on. So what was it like to actually experience that? It felt really good. Because we're all human and all that. And because the last show I did for CSW was in November of last year, leading into this year. Because that's when my knee was just giving me problems a lot. And, like, I would still come to the shows, hang out, you know, be in the crowd. Just watch as a fan. Mm -hmm. And so many people would come up to me and ask me about my knee. And I'm like, how, like, how, like, how, like, how do you know about my knee? You know, like, that just blew my mind. Just so many different people just constantly ask me about my knee. I'm like, who told you about this? But getting back there and, like, just having that victory meant a lot to me just because everybody knew about my knee, you know, and that's why I kind of wanted to tell that story. I know it's kind of giving away the magic and all that, but mm -hmm. that's where I sold my knee a lot, that match. And then I did the diving drop kick, and then I just sold the hell out of my knee. Like, ah, God damn it, ah. But afterwards, it, it, it was sore. Like a lot. <laughs> yeah, you were also 
part of Alpha Zeta Zeta for a while with Austin and Han. So yes. what, what was it like to be with those guys? It, it was wild. I'm still with them in JWA. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, it was wild because I remembered I got into practice. So this was like my first couple of days in practice, you know, and like we just formed the bond because like I'm a pretty like happy go lucky guy, you know, try to have fun, joke around as much as possible. And they were like, hey, well, do you want to join us? I'm like, what? Yeah. You know, because I was just eager to 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 do anything. And I'm grateful for them because, like, we got booked on so many shows, like my first year in in uh, professional wrestling, just because we did the the Alpha Zeta Zeta gimmick, you know, and people loved us. Mm -hmm. Like, and like, it's not really a gimmick. It's just us just turned up. I know that's a common thing that people say, but it, it's the truth. Like, we go out there and I try to make Austin laugh or Hans laugh. Like, there's one show in the galley. It was... um. I think I was facing Paloma Star, I believe her name is. Mm -hmm. And Austin, no, Hans, he tried interfering in the match, right? And the referee caught him, right? And I'm like, Hans, you're supposed to get in the ring when the referee is not looking. And, like, the crowd was laughing, and it broke uh, Austin. Like, he started dying laughing. And I love those guys, you know, I really do. And they are tremendous wrestlers. Yeah, it looks like a fun little crew there that you guys got going yeah. on with AZZ, yes. All right, so um, what drew you into wanting to become a pro wrestler? Yeah, with me, uh, I started watching it when I was about three, three or four years old with my dad. He had VHS tapes, and the four main uh, VHS tapes he had was The Bloody Massacre, I think it's called, when Big Show debuted, when he attacked Stone Cold, I think. Oh, yeah, St. Valentine's Day Massacre, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but my cousin, he pre-recorded The Simpsons, like 15 minutes into the main event or like probably like 10 minutes into the main event. I was like, Oh my God. You know, the other one was SummerSlam 98. And I remember just being in awe in that event, like the oddities wrestling, uh, Kai and Ty, mm -hmm. then Owen Hart in the Lions Den match, you know, with Ken Shamrock going, yeah. Oh my God, this is so different than the rock and triple H in the ladder match. We're trying to low blowing him. And then stone cold getting accidentally concussed or not concussed, knocked out by the undertaker. And then X-Pac against Jeff Jarrett, hair, ver hair versus hair. I just remember that. Then WrestleMania 17, I remember that. And my favorite match from that was, it's, it's probably controversial, but it's uh, uh, Raven versus Big Show versus um, Kane. I don't know why. Just that match was, it, it, just, it was so chaotic. The hardcore match. Yeah. Yeah, the hardcore match. That one and then Benoit versus Kurt Angle. Yep. Like that was like, they started off, like mat wrestling. I thought that was the greatest thing ever, you know, but that one, and then the stone cold DVD or VHS, it was like shut. It was, um, it had a skull on it. It was a white case mm -hmm. had a skull on it. And I remember watching, it was like stone cold commentating, commentating over his matches. And one of the matches he was commentating on was Bret Hart versus uh, him at WrestleMania 13. Mm -hmm. And just after that match, like he, you, the iconic shot of him with the blood, Yep. But like told the story was him getting out the ring and just no, he stunned the referee because he's like, screw you. I don't want your help. You know, I'm going to head. I'm going to head out by myself. And then him attacking people in Brian Pillman's front yard, drowning them in the pool, smashing their head. Like, that's the stuff I remember. And that's the stuff I would cherish, you know. Those were good times. Yeah. Yeah. That's what got me into wrestling. And then I sorry, that was a long tangent. But uh 
I got into wrestling because in kindergarten, like everybody would like we had an auditorium and the teacher would would present us in front of the in front of like the uh the eighth graders, you know, or our parents. And each kid would say what they wanted to be, what they grew up, you know, but the teacher would announce it. And she was like, Kaylee wanted to be a principal, you know, Joshua wanted to be a doctor, you know. But when they got to me, it was like Michael Gonzalez wants to be a professional wrestler. And I remember the whole gymnasium was screaming like, yeah, it's like, oh, my God, is this what wrestling is? But yeah, my wrestling journey is a little bit weird because um, I kind of got into it when I was like 14, mm-hmm. but I was just watching it because my friend Bear, he was 22 at the time and he would go to a place in Woodstock and I would just go to watch, you know, and I was memorized by that. Mm-hmm. Just uh, just seeing a whole ring, you know, but I never trained there. I would just watch and observe. Fast forward until now, I was like, you know, I'm 21 at the time and I was like, Screw it. I got to do it. I got to do it. So, yeah, I did it. <laughs> All right. Friday night, August the 18th, this Friday night, CSW returns to the American Legion in Franklin Park for Extreme Intentions. And there's some great regular talents on these shows. And then there will be special guests or bigger names that show up from time to time. And mm-hmm. this show, for instance, has Tommy Dreamer, Warhorse, and the CSW return of Mr. Kate in just a couple of the matches that have been announced so far, we have for the CSW Heavyweight Championship, Conan Lycan defends against All Day Marche Rocket. CSW Tag Team Championship, we have Big Mood of Mateo Valentine and Jack Moody defending the titles against Team Sexy of Jax Johnson and Ryan Matthews. We also have Shane Hollister against Warhorse in a Ring of Destiny qualifying match. And this could be a big step for whoever wins this match and then the ring of destiny because ring of destiny could lead to really big things and it did that for people like joey avalon and such and this qualifying match has hades x1x against up and coming rising superstar mario pardua so this is going to be an excellent show do you have any idea what you're going to be doing yet that night no i do not hopefully it's something you know because i i did win the battle royal so hopefully it's something Mm -hmm. but either way i'm just happy to be on the show but most importantly, I'm happy to whether be in the crowd or be backstage and watch great professional wrestling. Yeah, and some of the names I just ran off right there. What do you think of working the same shows as a lot of these guys and girls? It's a honor. Like, it, like it is because the locker room is kind of tight, you know, and like everybody's like all nudged up. And, you know, like you shake their hand and just introduce yourself, right? And you can ask for advice and they'll be happy to give it to you like anyone. But I think what's cool is, like, you're off in the distance and you overhear a lot of people just calling their matches or just talking about life or talking about wrestling and how they would do stuff in their match. And it's just cool to pick up their psychology and their logic of it. And But it's it's a complete honor because watching, like, um, Mr. Kennedy or Mr. Anderson, he was there last mm-hmm. month. Like, it's crazy to see that because I remember – on DVD watching WrestleMania 23 and him winning Money in the Bank. And then Tommy Dream, I remember him. I seen him live in 2009. It was him, Colin Delaney, I think his name was. Colin Delaney, yeah. Yeah, they were wrestling uh, Miz and Morrison. Okay. You know, and I, yeah. But Tommy Dreamer is a legend and it's just a complete honor to be um, sharing the same locker room with them. Pretty awesome. It's going to be a hell of a show. Uh, Extreme yeah. Extensions this Friday night. American Legion in Franklin Park. 
And well, a couple more things before we let you go. Uh, what's the next step for you in your career? And what are your long-term goals? The next step for me is to get booked on as many shows as possible. Because for me, I felt when I first started, I kind of took wrestling for granted. Like, oh, yeah, it's here, it's there, you know. But now I just realize, like, wrestling is the best thing to have ever happened to me. And, my yeah, just my long-term goal is hopefully to get signed somewhere. But when I'm ready. Because I don't want to go there unprepared and all that. I want to go there when I'm ready and when I'm seasoned enough. So that's the the goal. Michael Vice Grip Gonzalez, go ahead and share your social media, whatever merchandise you might have, if you have any, or if you have any any coming up and upcoming uh, events. Uh, yes. Follow me at Gonzo the Beast on Instagram, and that's pretty much all I got. You can add me on Facebook, but that's just my regular name. You know, we could chit chat. But yeah, you can see me out uh, this Friday at CSW, the American Legion Hall. And yeah, that's me. And you got some other shows coming up too, I'm sure. Uh, JWA down the line. Yeah, JWA, I think the next Northland, I believe. And then um, I will be at the, I won't, I don't think I'll be, but I will be helping out uh, the next Dreamwave show with Bret Hart. You know, I will be there and I really hope everybody could come out there and just witness that because Dreamwave, is one of the best promotions out there. And I'm just so happy that Shelly's on it and then alongside with Vic. But yeah, it's going to be one hell of a show. Yeah, Dreamwave is amazing. They sold out their next show with Bret Hart, as you mentioned, in less than a day, just hours. Yeah. Amazing no, stuff. Like, I kid you not. I, I remembered, because I think it got announced and then two days or a day later, the tickets went on sale. But I remember just going through Facebook, then it popped up immediately. Bret Hart. I think it's called Follow Your Heart, the mm -hmm. the show. Yeah, I just remember being like, oh, my God, he's going to be there. Oh, my God, because Bret Hart's my favorite wrestler. I was like, oh, my God. And then uh, I messaged uh, Vic, and I asked him, hey, is there any way I could help out? And he said to message uh, Mike Hardenbauer. I think I believe that's his mm -hmm. name. And yep. he's a tremendous wrestler, too. And I messaged him, and he just said, yeah, you could come out, you know, and help out. And But, yeah, that show is going to be amazing. It is. All right, Michael Vicegrip Gonzalez, thank you for coming on Windy City Slam Podcast, and the best of luck in your future. Thank you, man. I really do appreciate you, man. Thank you. Great conversation with Michael Vicegrip Gonzalez. Always great talking with Gonzo, whether it's at his show and now on Windy City Slam podcast as well. And I'm very eager to see where his career goes over these next few years, especially under the watchful eye of Vic Capri. All right, next week we're going to recap CSW. We're going to talk lots of local stuff. Plus, we welcome for the first time, he's the Frontline Pro Champion, the Frontline Pro Battle Champion, Wrestle League Champion, and former Rocket Pro Wrestling Champion, Sexy Violence, Quinn Whitting. You catch all that right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. So long, everybody. Everybody.